episode one. Finally, our first podcast and the introduction of our person who's next to me, Brett. Hiya. <laughs> Brett's here with us. This is our first podcast. It's going to be a bit kind of nerve-wracking. We're not too sure how we're going to go about having the theme, this, that, the other. We're not too sure. It's still a learning curve, but uh, yeah, this is going to be our first episode and uh, yeah, take it away, Brett. Tell us about ourselves and stuff like that and see how it goes. Well, we're HGC. Um, short for Hull Goes Crew. Um, well, a bit about us really. Me and Dave have known each other for years. Too long. From school, to be honest. Did lose touch, and then we, prior to us losing touch, we used to go on ghost hunts quite a lot. Um, and then, about just over, was it just over a year ago now? Just over a year ago now, we got in contact. Yeah, just over a year ago. The channel HDC After Dark on YouTube started on the 27th of January, I think. Yeah. And we've had 30 uploads on there, 30 different locations. I think some of them have been back more than once, so I'd say 25 locations to to be precise. Yeah, but no, it all come about, yeah, we just we just talked in one night and was like, oh, why don't we set up our own paranormal group because we enjoy doing it. Dave's got a heart and passion for it as well. So I said, oh, yeah, let's, we'll get it all sorted and we'll we'll crack on with it and see where we go from here. And then a year later... That's where we're at now. That's where we're at now, yeah. To be honest with you, I think, personally, when I first started, well, this is my personal opinion, when we first started it, from my point of view, I mean, I had a massive interest in the paranormal anywhere, whether it's watching it on TV or anything like that. But the main question I had in the back of my head was, it's all right watching it on TV, but I've never actually experienced it myself. Yeah, it's getting the actual experiences. Yeah, experience Go, Going into that. locations. When you see something on TV, what you watch to say, Ghost Adventures or anything like that. Yeah. You see, you know, they see a shadow figure on, and you're like, well... I don't know what they're feeling. They don't mm. really explain what they're feeling. And you want to be in that situation. Exactly. So you've, you've got it there, haven't you? And like, when you see it on TV, you're watching it, you're not feeling it, you're seeing what they're seeing. You don't go through the... You don't go through it, I mean... Through the emotions as well. Though, yeah. Right? What goes through your mind at that point in time when yeah. you experience something paranormal like that? I think that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to set this up. I always say to people, yeah, you don't believe in the paranormal, what happens when you die, life after death, what happens to your, to your spirit when you do pass over. There's so many questions out there regarding the paranormal, and there will be probably for the next 20, 30 years. But in my head, what we're doing now is trying to achieve and trying to make it easier, I believe, for ourselves and the general public to decipher through our footage that we upload what they want and what they do not want to believe regarding mm. the paranormal. Given the, the, the choice to the, to the person watching the footage, we are different to any other paranormal. I say we're different to any other podcast because we do the investigations ourselves. We go to the locations. We we have all the technology. We then do the investigations. So we can now safely say that we feel and go through as a paranormal investigator what we should be feeling to do this kind of oh, field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it just it makes us probably stand out that bit more to any other um, any other podcast, but. It's still a nerve-wracking thing doing a podcast. Um, it's all right being on, on on screen doing YouTube, I think, because you can edit it to make it make yourself look a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and anything in between your your edit, like something where you've not captured anything, you can edit that part out. And any evidence that you do capture, you can of course edit it in. So you're in control of what what you put up to the general public. Whereas your podcast, uh, I wanted to go this route because I wanted to speak about. 
our experiences, oh, yeah, definitely. our locations. Give our opinions and what we thought on certain things. Listen to, <laughs> listen to other people's situations that they've been through, their paranormal. Because like you say, it's all right then watching our episode on YouTube. Mm. And to have this podcast so we can refer back to this and it's us speaking about that experience we've had in that location. Definitely. Or if they have any questions, then we can't say answer the question on the podcast You know, and go from there. And yeah, just, definitely. It brings the viewers in more as well, doesn't it? It does. So the first three episodes... It's going to be slow going, I think. Yeah, We're going to need to get. Bearings, it, it is. We need to get the theme right. Uh, we need to just settle into it. It's all new, especially for me and, and Brett himself. We've never done this before, so the first few episodes are going to be new. It's going to be um, different, but more importantly, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Another time, I think our personalities will probably come through a bit more. Um, and but more importantly, we do want to know more. Uh, from the general public listening to our podcast, what their experiences are, as well as what we've yeah. got. We want to hear what they yourselves go through, um, your stories, your situations you've been in, um, because stuff like that we can uh, we can use on our up-and-coming episodes and, and basically uh, listen to what you guys have got to say, as well as vice versa. locations, what we've not come across, or, oh, yeah. you know, or yeah. want us to go somewhere, then you know if we can go there. We'll Anything like there. that. On the description of the, uh, the podcast itself, there is an email address, which is my personal email address for the uh, YouTube channel. Anything, no matter how small, whether it's a location, a situation you've been through, any questions, just bang it on there, send it to us, and fingers crossed, maybe in the next episode we can we can read it out. Um, make sure you put your name on there as well so we know who it is that's um, contacting us. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely like to go down that road. Yeah, like I say, we've got obviously the Instagram, we've got the Facebook, we've got the TikTok, so there's loads of ports for contact. Definitely, us. yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, I totally agree. So, yeah. That's the first part out of the way. So personally, from now on in, we will be talking about our uploaded episodes that have just recently gone online. And that one is Manchester Arms Pub in Hull. Um, a fantastic pub. Built, built in 1586, I believe, or 87, one of them. So over 300 years of history. We got invited by James, the manager, and Tina, the owner. Um, this pub's been known in Hull, it, for years that it's been haunted. Yeah. And so there's always been stories and folklore regarding this pub anyway before we even walked in. But getting that opportunity to actually go and investigate here when no one's been here for over 20 years to investigate this pub, I personally felt really yeah, chuffed about it. Since we started HGC, it's always been on our radar to go there. Definitely. It? Always. So to get this opportunity a year later to then finally be invited to go there, and like, like Dave said, 10 years no one's been there investigating so when and you can't really find much of that investigation online there's not much Nothing. information regarding it so now we're the first ones to be doing the investigation there and you know it's like i say it sets bar because it was a really good investigation that's the thing what was we thinking when we first pulled up and yeah. i'll tell you what i was thinking when we first pulled up i don't know because you kind of, but you know, you know when it's already well, active. You think, oh, you're gonna be playing chess with the spirit. You yeah, know what I've, I mean? I've always known. Obviously, yes, it's, it's got its past and it's, it's been, you know, hauntings or whatever and paranormal stuff there. But I think, like any investigation, I'll, I'll, I'll pull outside, and then I've got a little bit of nervous in me. But then I'm always in my head. I'm thinking, I don't know really what, what's going to happen. It's I can't think. I think you've learned of the investigations now to go to new places. Can't overthink because yeah, then you're you, going to expect it. And yeah, you don't, yeah, definitely. Like I said before, I've been disheartened. It's like, well, nothing's really gone on, and it's, and I think I've chips away, yeah, don't it? Yeah, yeah, and you think, well, what we're we doing wrong, you know? And, but like you say, you can't go, go to a location expecting something to happen constantly. Definitely, it's just not one of them things. You go there with a, an open mind, That's but more it, importantly, yeah. a blank mind because 
You don't know what's going to happen when you walk in. No, no. Yeah, your, your senses are going to be 20 times higher than what yeah. they normally are because when you're investigating, some of the senses that you don't necessarily use on a day-to-day basis come into effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had it where I've had something whisper in my ear and my back, my hair on the back of my neck went on my end and you feel like electricity charge go yeah. down your spine. It's I, a weird feeling. I mean, to be fair, I mean, sometimes, like, say, many arms or whatever, when we're taking the SLS, before we go into the location, I'm all, it, in the back of my hand, I'm thinking, what if we do pick? Get some on that on that camera, and, uh, you know. And it's, that's there's, there's always little bits in the back of my mind, but I try and block them because I don't don't want to think about it. Because well, we'll we'll definitely go on to the tech side in a, in a second about the 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 tech that you have been building for HGC. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's fantastic, um, and of course, we'll get onto it in a sec with the new tech that we took to Manchester Arms and what we thought, how it worked, this that the other. Um, I'm definitely going to that. I think personally, when I got to the location itself, I was very much like you. I mean, I've done. A few more investigations, so I kind of know what to expect, but I'm in the same boat as you. Clear your head, go into the location. Don't expect, because nine times out of ten, if you go in there and expect something, and it's the exact opposite, it chips away at you, and you think, am I doing something mm-hmm. wrong? Yeah, was this place actually not actually haunted, or was there anything residing in this building? I've, I've been to so many locations where I always find the quieter the night, the more your technology picks up. So EVPs your camera footage, what you've not actually captured in real time, all the tech you've got is always working in the background. Yeah. When you come to edit it, that is the best part about being, oh, big yeah. time. When you come to edit it and you think, oh, it's a quiet night, you're listening through and then all of a sudden you pick up a voice, a clear reaction to a question, an intelligent response, and the excitement that goes through your body because you're the only person in this entire world that has heard that voice. Yeah. No one else, just you. And the excitement, the giddiness, it's like being back as a child when you get your favourite sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then when you come to edit it, it's like perfect. Um, that's, I, I believe, the editing part of it to so the whole paranormal thing is the best part. Yeah, it'll get more exciting because you're putting that little bit of content, the gem you found, mm. into the world Yeah. for them to, to then decipher and, and yeah. see what they'll think yeah, of you it. You do get some people saying, oh, well, I didn't really hear that or stuff like that but it's it's their opinion at the end of the day we're just there to show what we've found exactly and um, what we've picked out and what we've we're there to provide the content. We do the investigation. We put it up online. Yes, we edit it, but we have to edit it to make sure that it's watchable for the general public. Yeah. I mean, if it was a blank screen with just voices on, nine times out of ten, they'll just turn it off. So we edit it um, to the point where every location, there is a story. So that's another important fact. Yeah. There's a story to every location, and there's a past that connects to it. So when I edit it now, I edit that story and that information and that history into that edit. So the person watching it, before we even get to the investigation part, knows about the building, it's past, what's happened and what's been caught and everything kind of fits together and then of course we go to the investigation. So then the person watching it knows where we're, where, where we're at and, our aim, our yeah, goal, and we're what we're doing, what we're there for and, and stuff like that. So yeah, personally when I got to uh, Manchester Arms, clear mind, looking forward to it, always exciting um, and what we walked in. Um, when we walked in it was still it was still operational. It wasn't as quiet as I No, it, was it wasn't. I mean, we, we even had a pant ourselves waiting for everyone to decipher and, uh, and straddle home. Like, um, we had the uh, the pub itself from about 10 o'clock onwards. Didn't we? We didn't finish till what, That's after two, three. Yeah, the investigation, what we go on, for normally five plus hours. So again, with Dave saying he's got to edit it to make it like a story, but also he's got to cut a lot of stuff out because otherwise it's just going to be too long for the viewers to watch and youtube might have a bit of a barney yeah <laughs> certain know. swear words might so, crop up yeah. and stuff music yeah, yeah, in the background are. so yeah sometimes we could be sat in one one specific room in a location and we could be sat there for an hour asking questions 
um, asking him, you know, for paranormal stuff to happen, and we could be sat there with nothing for a whole hour, maybe two hours. And we have to edit that down to a, maybe five minutes, just over. Yeah. So then someone's got to listen to that <laughs> for well, a few hours. In that two hours, like an EVP comes through, but it's a case of you need to watch that full footage to get that one EVP. In case you're missing something. Yeah, yeah so definitely. It's, it's, it's very t- time consuming. It's not a case of go to the location, come back, get all the footage, collate it all together, and then boom, bam, boom, boom, straight on. Yeah. yeah God you, no. You're talking like. Five days prep yeah. before it's even uploaded. Exactly. I mean, you're talking two, two or three days just to go through the footage. Just that. Yeah. You know. I think the Manchester Rams and all. It took me two days to go through the footage. That's forty-eight hours, and then probably another two, two and a half days to actually edit both episodes. So my EVP record that was two, two hours and twenty minutes in total, and I did that across over two days. Yeah. Yeah. So these are a lot, a lot to um, actually uploaded, but that's why. I mean, like I was saying previously, the editing part's the best part, and because I enjoy it so much, it becomes second nature. It's you, We might say on the podcast, it's a, it's a long-winded thing, and it is, but when you enjoy it that much, that long-winded process, it's nothing. You, uh, you get yeah. used to it, and I, I thoroughly enjoy that's it. That's if you enjoy doing it, then that's, that's what you need. You don't definitely. Want to, you don't want to look at it and think, oh, it's a chore. Yeah. If you do... It's, it is it's, then a chore. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're going to start dwindling off it, are you, really? But the main prime thing is, though, HGC after that, once we did create um, the brand... Um, and the channel itself and all the socials that now connect to it we understood personally myself and Brett that we needed to make HGC stand out from the rest from the crowd because there is a lot of paranormal teams that do very similar to what we do and they're all out there doing their own thing so to make us stand out we had to try and think outside the box so the editing scenario is I'd say 80% of thinking outside the box, um, how we present ourselves on footage, but more importantly, doing things like what we're doing now, a podcast on Spotify, a podcast on Apple, um, and all our socials. So we've got to try and be a one step ahead, yeah. so, so to speak. And I think Manchester Rams, with it not being investigated over 20 years and the footage actually not available online when they did investigate it, we knew we had a gem, and we walked into that place knowing that if we can get the the right evidence and the right um, information regarding this pub and, and make it into the, the right edit, we will have an episode in our hands. And to be honest with you, today, now I think episode one is probably the best we've had near enough in the first two days of uploading on any other, compared to any other upload we've done, it's, it's the best one up to now. So it showed that the general public enjoyed it, um, wanted to watch it, and um, just for that alone, it's, it's a big thumbs up for me. It, oh, it really is. Me, yeah. the, effort, the effort going into it as well. It's to be thinking like to... That's our first location of 2022. And mm. It's an amazing location. It's literally set us on a path. Now, so yeah, yeah. 2022. And we did say 2022 was going to be a good year. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, the podcast, we're starting that. Obviously, we've got Manchester Arms and we're hoping to go back there at some point. We've been invited back anyway by the owner, mm. which is good. Um, and like I say, we've got other investigations we've not going to obviously disclose just at the minute but we've got a lot planned some, yeah we've got a, a lot nice timeline yeah coming into play it makes it more exciting and, though doesn't it yeah yeah something to look forward to as well and you have to pre-plan these things because we're both about full time um so we have to plan around all that i've got a family so that's sometimes takes a lot of its toll as well when you see a picture of him you wouldn't think he's got it in him to have a child believe me <laughs> i still think that daily <laughs> yeah we pre-planning if the the, the a, t- a certain timeline for hgc it's, it's beneficial because you can both work around it. Uh, and like Brett was just saying, the Manchester Rams has been our first investigation of 2022. We went into it with a bang. It was a fantastic uh, night all in all. And when it came to edit it, we can now talk about what we captured. So 
primarily it would be great if you listeners out there could actually go onto our YouTube channel, HGC After Dark, and, and actually watch the episodes yourself. So then you can kind of put the footage towards our words. But on the ep- actual episode itself, episode one, I believe the voices we caught off of that bar, uh, you can't beat it. You really can't beat it. I mean, if you watch the footage, we don't we don't pick that up of our own ears. It's when we come back to listening to the EV because our recorders was recording constantly much all night. Yeah, yeah. The first, I mean, when we first got into there, we we knew we had to uh, we had to have a, a little um, talk with the owner uh, James. I mean, he works on day to day basis, so if anyone knows about paranormal that goes on within the building. James would probably know it. So we did an interview with James. That was about five, maybe five, ten minutes long. Yeah. He explained what his, what his head, the folklore, the stories that connect to the building, and more importantly, his experience that he's had himself personally. Yeah, because he does say on his interview that he was a bit of a skeptic, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah he didn't really believe it until, until he started, started work. Yeah, which, which is always which good is to good. hear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely good. We started the investigation on the bar area, which pretty much because it was the closest point of uh, where we were sat, basically. So we thought we'd start there. The first voice we picked up, well, I can explain this because I had the camera in my hand and I know it off by heart. So I had the camera facing at the bar and I, th- I remember rightly, me, Brett and James were just looking at the EMF. Yeah, because uh, it was going off, wasn't it? It fluctuating. Both, we had two, two EMFs on the bar. Yeah. It was just both going off like crazy. That was the first sort of... <clears throat> Indication. Uh, yeah, the first sort of evidence we was getting straight away from, mm. you know, from there. And just that, with that going off and on cue to the questions we was asking, yeah. it kind of told us that something was there or nearabouts. And it was affecting the EMF. Now, EMF is an electrical magnetic field, uh, bit of a gadget, basically. Any spirit that has a ball of energy within itself or pretty much like your heart. When your heart beats in a human body, you have electrical magnetic pulses that go down your spine. So we give off uh, an EMF. Personally, our body does it ourselves, but it's very low, so it would not get picked up by an EMF um, device that we've got. But a spirit, very similar, ball of energy. If it comes near it, that ball of energy that it's got in itself, it will affect the meter and it will it will increase. Um, so we're always getting in fluctuations on, on the bar and right in between both of them with our um, voice recorder, which was constantly recording. I was recording the bar at the time and I remember rightly, I thought I heard something in the room behind me. So I flung the camera around to my right, looked in the back room myself and then looked over the bar. But as I looked over the bar, that's when the first voice was caught, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think it was... Um, did you hear me? Wasn't it? That was yeah, it. Did yeah. you hear me? Um, we didn't hear it on the time, which I think for the whole investigation, we didn't hear any voices really, did we? Yeah, I think as well, obviously <laughs> when we've gone, if you watch the episode or when we've gone through the footage, mm. you do, we did find that some of the spirits coming through did sound like it was getting annoyed. Yeah, because we couldn't hear them. We yeah. couldn't hear them and so obviously we went through back through the footage, which, you know, it's, it's not our fault. Um, it's just one of them things, but... They couldn't understand it, could they? Yeah, but then in a way, it's like, well, I wish we could have heard them, so we could have interacted more with them. Yeah, it did come about during the uh, the episode one that the further replies we was getting through our um, other app, which is the Necrophonic, it was pretty... A guy came through, clear as day, did you... Are are you listening? Yeah. Are you listening? Because they're hearing us saying, communicate, talk, they're listening to our questions, and they're answering them. Yeah, they're replying back. We're replying back. But we're not hearing it in real time. Our, Our tech is, but we aren't hearing it there and then. So they, they, they did come about that the spirits were getting kind of peed off of it, um, and the replies do co- co- coincide with that. But the first EVP we cop- captured of uh, "Did you hear me?" It was fantastic. I would say it's definitely a Class B, Class A being the top. Um, this one I would say is Class B because at that present time we heard a tap. I'm not too sure if I'd put something on the bar or Brett or James or something. I'm not too sure because my camera was facing the way. 
but the voice was clearly picked picked up there and then um, and that did go into the final edit and I must add there was about 12 other voices that were picked up that I had to drop because they didn't have the credibility to go in the episode so that does happen as well we have to drop a lot of evidence because if it doesn't sound good or you you struggle to hear it or I have to modify it too much then that tells me it's not worthy yeah Yeah. if you lose the quality you lose the episode in my eyes so the only ones that you do hear are either class B or class A and they're the only ones that will ever go in episodes going forward I mean like saying the stuff we drop out, like with this podcast, we can always add them. some little samples. Yeah, and, you know, add them on there, do, yeah, so, you know, so it's out there still for people yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah. No, like definitely. Say, other opinions, like you say, because you've obviously got to edit them that much. Most people probably won't pick up what's no. coming through. You can you can believe it or not, over edit an EVP. Yeah. And when you over edit it, it's you lose all its yeah, substantial you value. All, all these filters and stuff on it. You start oh, to yeah. out the audio. Down, yeah. And, you know, the I think tones. the best ad though, and I'll explain it quickly what I do. When I do catch a voice, I mean, first of all, I get all giddy and excited. But I know to then first edit it. Now, I don't edit it too much. All I do is I'll remove the background noise. Yeah, you'll take one battle first, go back through it. Yeah, and then replay it. And yeah. if it's clear more, that's not a term, when you move the background noise, it's more yeah. 100% clearer. And with Manchester Arms, we had to do it all the time. You had that fridge, and the fridges at the back was having that yeah. low hum. And that low hum I can remove, which is fantastic for putting on episodes. Because once you move that background noise, the voice comes forward yeah. so clear. And that's why the EVPs and the voices caught at this location were class B to class A. There was absolutely perfect. And it, when it came down to editing them and just removing the background noise to make it more viable to be on an episode, it just made my, my life a lot easier. <laughs> so the first one, yeah, definitely. Um, that was an opening to what we was doing there. Um, did you hear me? So basically looking back at the edit, they were happy we was there. Yeah. They wanted to communicate and communicated for the rest of the night. They did, know? yeah. We didn't hear it there and then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. And then the second one, I believe, is when we. Oh no, no, I'm going too far ahead of you. I think we turned on the necrophonic, didn't we? Um, yeah. And we was getting a lot of things coming through the necrophonic. That necrophonic, you've probably come across it, uh, and there might be a question maybe from the general public um, of what tech we use and why, and what apps we use and what we what we like and what we don't. And we've been through a fair few of apps. <laughs> I mean, yeah. some of them are pretty much dire, but some of them are really good. And the one I swear by, which I have done for a year, is Necrophonic. Small charge, Apple do it, and it's on the Google Play as well, yeah. isn't it? So it's on and pretty much every platform. We like the Spirit Talker app as well. Yeah, um, we use that. Because it leads us into questions, because sometimes you do come across where you've asked some questions and you sort of get stuck of what to ask next so you're not repeating yourself. Yeah. Spirit Talker just helps you out because it brings some responses through. And then you can elaborate on that response coming through to try and ask different questions relevant to that. No, exactly. Um, and it, it just helps. It does It does help because sometimes when you're on an investigation, you meanders just go blank, doesn't it? I when we first started, HGC went to the Grey Street and things like that. Yeah. It was, was repeating ourselves on questions, was just sat there. Sounded generic, it, didn't it? it? Yeah, it was just, was, everyone went to, it was always maybe the same five questions. Yeah. And that was, it was a learning curve, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. And you kept pulling me up on it. Dave needs to change the questions and yeah, he makes yeah. it up. And I'm like, oh, sorry. But yeah, it does. I mean, we was learning back then when we did The Grey Street, which is another episode on our, on our channel. Um, fantastic episode. That was the first location. We first ever one, yeah. So. Again, another good start for HGC. Oh, definitely. And it opened our eyes to everything just that alone. But again, check it out, see what you guys think. But back onto the Manchester Arms one. Um, yeah, the Necrophonic. It's, a, it's an app that I swear by. The thing that I love about it is that it updates itself monthly. So it's basically it's a four bank, word bank app. 
and I think each bank at the moment in time has 30 to 40,000 words in so I think it's around about 160,000 words in one app yeah. so it's a big old 80, 90 meg yeah it's been on the yeah, and just using that alone I've had just for the investigation I've done I've used that and some of the replies that we've got have been literally phenomenal um, especially when you ask a certain question and you get the reply but it actually replies to the question you've asked that you can't fake it's impossible to fake and some of the replies that i've got wow i mean definitely really good quality and so i've kept using it and i've used it i'll probably will use it again for the, this year alone and then the other one was spirit talker on it yeah that's another word bank thing but what that one does um i think that's different because it sounds different the word bank's a bit smaller isn't it I think. yeah um, it brings because it brings word through, but also brings sentences through as well. Yeah, it does. Um, it's very rare you get sentences, but when you do, it's or you get a word that you've not even heard. You know, if we've been using the app on, say, seven locations, mm. then another word just comes out we've ne never had before. But not only that, it's, like I say, it's just to help us ask relevant questions to what's coming through. Yeah. So it's like, so if Guide somebody, us. if there is a spirit there, um, and they're, you know, using the app to communicate with us, it's relevant to that when we're asking questions. Yeah, definitely. It puts in the right track. You know, it does. So, and uh, the other good thing about that, what we were talking about not long ago, when a spirit does try to communicate and we're not hearing it in real time, yeah, you know, yeah, like say, these apps help. Hands, yeah. yeah. Whereas at my arms, we didn't really use a spirit to talk a, a lot, did we? we oh, I, had it my, room. I had it on my phone. Yeah, yeah but didn't use it all the time. Back, no, not all the time, no. And that's the good thing about it. So a spirit will communicate, but the spirit also hears the word come through on that app that we're talking about now. So they hear it in real time, but of course we hear it in real time. So not necessarily we're going to hear the um, the EVPs captured on the recorder because that's impossible to hear it in real time unless you've got the right equipment to make that happen. But the apps just help. They help. So when a spirit does reply, nine times out of ten, it will pick it up on the app and it'll read it out loud. It does guide you, don't the app it does. Just guide you to what? Definitely. Which, which direction you want to go in. And it oh, makes it really interesting if, if it yeah. replies um, to a question we've asked. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes it's it a lot better. Queue, yeah. On cue, yeah. Anything on cue. Love things like that. It was amazing. It was. So we use we use them two are the main apps that we use. I've tried other ones, all these ones that um because we we're going to know the tech that we use. So basically, Brett is um is a fine dab hand at certain times. He likes to think, uh, but the tech that we have got from him um is pretty cool, and he, we have made an SLS. So SLS basically picks up a stick figure. It has a series a of structured light sensor. Yeah. So he made that from start to finish. We're still having issues with it now because it's not. Yeah, we had a recording issue on Money Island, which is disappointing. It only recorded me doing the first sweep. Yeah. Uh, because we did have it running for the full um, investigation. But I think that was my mistake because I think when I turned it off, I'd not let the um, file process. And like I say, I've not used it for a while. So it was just one of them things. I just turned it off um, and then didn't think that of it. And obviously, when I got back home, looked at the footage, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Because it, it was Beryl, it was literally in front of Beryl's corner all night, and that Beryl was the main focus on this investigation. Yeah. And I mean, was sat you were sat there when you at the miss left, but you weren't looking out all the time. No, no, no. But it was it was still recording, but it'd have been nice just to have that full, full file. Thing. Yeah, the full um, thing because so, we did pick some up on it. Yeah, I know. But because it wasn't recording, we didn't know at the time. We missed it, um, which was gutting really at the end of the day. But we live and learn. I mean. Brett made it from yeah, start to finish. Yeah, next time we'll go to a location, we'll revisit um, <laughs> my arms. Keep I'll an eye there. Sure 
Like it is recording. Yeah, you'll probably see if you, you'll probably see me in the edit going back and forth all the time. But me checking the SLS to make sure it's still on par. <laughs> we have used it in different locations though, and it's been absolutely cock on. Uh, the Grey Street, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Grey Street, it, it picked up a few figures there. But I tell you something though, your heart flutters, doesn't it, when you pick yeah. them up on? Because that screen sees it. Your naked eye doesn't, but that screen does, and your heart pounds because. When you can't see something physically with the naked eye, but a piece of technology in front of you is clearly seeing it, oh, it, it, it knackers your head up a bit, doesn't yeah. it? But yeah, the Grey Street was definitely good. From the Grey Street, though, with, like I said, the SLS, what we we built, it's, it's changed over the months because at first we were using the SLS. Mm. So I was walking around with it and getting whatever, but then he's only recording the SLS footage. So I thought, right, I want to change it up here. I want to have the SLS footage recording. But also have my infrared camera at the same point, so that way you can we can put it together, marry it together, and you can see what we're actually seeing in real time, but then also see on the SLS. Yeah, I get you. No. So we managed to put the camera on top, um, so it coincides with it. But the problem with that is it's very heavy, <laughs> <laughs> so you can only hold it for so long. And bet's only small. You'll always hear an investigation. Sometimes they cut it out of me, they swear, and I'm saying this bloody thing's way too heavy. So nine times out of ten. It benefits us that he does it and I do it. We put it down on a, a flat surface, like a table or a bar or yeah, something. Yeah, we focus it on a certain point. Like yeah. Barrel's corner, we focus it on that. Definitely. And it's 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 worth its weight in gold. To buy an SLS nowadays, I think everyone knows if they're checking out, the, if they're interested, if you're interested in the paranormal itself, you've probably checked it out. They are cheap. I mean, to, yeah, he, he, onwards, you can some of them are like 400 plus sometimes. So they are cheap. And then plus when you buy it, um, you don't know if it's going to work. So what Brett did, he's made it, um, and we're still going through the ins and outs and trying to get it really up to par, but we're, we're getting there slowly. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, we always said with this, like, some people watch Paranormal all the time. Yeah. Um, we're sad, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> some of the kit they have, I'm like, oh, we want that, we want that. But then we don't, obviously, like I say, it's expensive, and, you know, we, we don't get no money off it, so you see, we're not bothered about getting any Yeah, we don't. Money. Yeah, we're nothing. We're not doing it for that. Um, so then I, I always do a bit of research and think, well, can I try and make this? And if I can... We'll try it, test it out. If it does what it says it does, then we'll we'll keep on using it. Definitely a success story, though, isn't it? Yeah, like I say, it's an extra piece of equipment we've got, that, you know. And on our arsenal, yeah, so, yeah. To, so to speak. That, and then, uh, personally, this is my personal opinion, I love the SLS, I really yeah. do, but I really, really love that music box. Oh, yeah, that was, that's, yeah, we're money, Yeah, we? the music box itself, I mean, I asked Brett the question, Right, Brett, I want to get a music box. I'm looking at buying one on eBay. It's about £200. Now, that's all well and good, but someone's made it. Uh, and for £200 for something that's so small, I thought, hmm, shall I try it, shall I not? So I asked Brett the question, can you make it? And, of course, Brett's reply was, yeah, I'll give it a go, see what happens. So he did. He, he researched it. He, uh, he put it all together. And our first investigation, of course, Manny Arms being the first one in 2022, we decided to, uh, to use this, uh, this music box. What do we call it again? The DB, what's it again? DSB. DSB 1.0, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we've got our own name for it as well. Uh, but, yeah, Manchester Arms was our first place to, to test, see how it goes and see what we thought of it. Oh, God, did it prevail? Yeah. Jesus, I mean, did it was, prevail? There were some points in there because that we couldn't explain because, like, at one point, it was in an area for a good half an hour, 45 minutes, didn't go off once. Not once did it go off. Um, but because it uses, like, a motion detection, if we was to move in in that area, it it pick us up straight away and go off. So we put it into a uh, on barrel's table, didn't we? In the corner. In the corner, yeah. So it was we wanted shot from it. So yeah, it didn't go off. Um, and then we moved it into the main bar area, and we was 
just sat on William Beryl's corner. Yeah. And then literally, as Dave was coming coming into the room with his camera um, and the tripod, um, it went off. So I said, oh, it can't be you that's saying it off. And then I just come after, after I said to Dave all that, I just said, right, if that was you, you do it again. Right, I'm Literally par. on cue, it just goes off. And then I think a bit more into that, you say it as well. And mm. It goes on cue again straight away. And James just sort of sits down and his face is just so Glum. nervous. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I know, that's brilliant. And like I said, it was a test. You know, it was the first time we'd used it. I'd only, I'd only finished making it on the Sunday prior mm. to us going to the location on the Monday. Um, and I did say today, look, it's working. I've tested it on different scenarios in my house. Um, and I said, we'll take it with us. And I mean, we're going to use it Again. on more investigation. But yeah. I've, I've still got a few tweaks to do. Like I said, it's version one. Same with the SLS. We changed that and adapted it yeah. over the months. Um, so we're going to incorporate like an LED on it so you can see a visual yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. Visually, you know, if we've got like a still camera on it, I um, think. And to be honest with you, personally, you feel proud as well, don't you? Knowing like you've made something yeah, that works, yeah, I goes, would. Especially when it goes off and it's it's working to what we want it to do. Yeah. Like I say if you there's some bits when you go to the box and it's it just won't shut up and it's like, come on, just I turn know. off. Um, but like I say, on Man- Manchester Arms, when it did go off, I can't explain why it went off. Am I right in saying that the sensors are 360 one or is it a 182? No, 182. So it's got a 180 sensor. Yeah, so it goes. So where, so where the um, back of, the, so where the hinges are, the back of the box, where the hinges are, the back of the box, um, it points the signal that way. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so that way, when we place the box down and you open it to turn it on, mm. you place it down for. So in front is where you want to. You don't really want it 360 either because no, it'll pick up anything, yeah, won't it? Yeah, and yeah. you need to sort of cut it off. Point so it in the right direction. Yeah. I think most of them now online that the uh, the Asselin are 180 degree sensors, yeah. whereas I think a 360 just wouldn't work. But with them as well, though, they're only good if you can isolate that box in a room on its own. Which we you did. Yeah, you can't have it, you can't have it in the same room as you, as where you are because it's just gonna it's gonna mess with it. Yes. Yeah. You know. I think all in all, in the music box personally, in my personal opinion, did a fantastic job. A, a few times we'd left I it in a. When I found that box, and I thought that just fits really well. The, <laughs> the look, yeah, 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 the look of it. That's well, for. it's got to look the part as well as oh, do yeah, the part, yeah, hasn't it? it yeah. I think the whole thing was a success. I mean, like Brett was saying, we will tweak it and make sure it's um, really up to par. But I mean, how much did it cost you to make? Thirty-five pound. Yeah, about thirty quid. Yeah. So you saved like one hundred and fifty pound, yeah. and you're not buying it and from someone else. And that's what makes it better because we've created it's our own tech, and it's, it's yeah. obviously a lot cheaper than you can buy. It just shows what people are making on these things. Oh know? god, yeah. Um, and for it to work for us, and knowing that we've got it for that price, and we've done it ourselves, it's you know, so we know if if something's messing with it, we we can sort of go and I can have a look at it and see what's causing any issues. Any issues? When mm. if you buy it like new. Of somewhere like all the wiring's different, and you know all of the the parts and things are different. So you can't, you don't really know what's going on with it. Well, when we when we walked into the into the back room, which is known as Beryl Corner, we spent probably about an hour and a half at the bar. So we spent an hour half at the bar, pretty much um, just asking the questions, getting the relevant responses, whether it was with the necrophonic or the various equipment we had on the bar at the time, so EVP, uh, EMF, all that kind of stuff. So we sat there pretty much trying to get what we could out of um, that front bar area uh, to the point where we thought, ooh, we'll decide and go on the back and go to Beryl's room behind us. As we turned away, um, I didn't realise at the time, of course, because we didn't hear it in real time, we got another Class A EVP from a woman, which we believe is definitely Beryl. Yeah, that's yeah. I believe it, it probably was Beryl, uh, saying, um, I think it was along the lines of, come back to the bar. Yeah. Or something was, like yeah. that, come back was, to the bar. 
before we moved into Beryl's Beryl's corner, mm. back room, I was saying a lot why Beryl, you coming to the bar, I'm gonna buy you a drink. Yeah. I was saying that response quite a lot. Yeah. And then it was obviously we was getting replies but we couldn't hear that, so obviously we went to the back room and we're we're thinking that response there mm. is she's you know saying look i'm at the bar now so and she's pretty much saying look we we, we didn't spend enough time at the bar yeah uh, there was building themselves up whether it's draining our batteries draining our energy because i felt knackered after the yeah, investigation how about you um so i think we've walked away just at that wrong time basically um and it was a class a the thing though with this evp and i'll say it now because i've of course i hit it in real time the whole uh, investigation there was a small little echo bearing in mind it's an empty pub there's only three people in there mm. and we'd moved a bit of the furniture out of the way so we don't trip and fall um, so there was a little echo to our voice this EVP when it got caught the first thing I noticed was there was an echo to it, yeah, it wasn't and for that EVP record to pick up number one a clear woman's voice and number two have that echo to the it tone as well, the oh it's fantastic and in my eyes was a, a fantastic capture and we'd only been literally investigating this place for an hour and a half and to get a classy response from a woman saying come back to the bar uh, and have that turn and and everything that went with it it was it's a brilliant capture i enjoyed every second of it but to have that echo was definitely the cherry on the cake for me um because i'm still learning as well as brett um on every investigation um and it's i know oh or, god yeah. yeah and i'd never come across an echo like that to have it on an evp as well as have it in our own voices so it kind of made it more substantial to me in my heart and my head that this is a class A response from Beryl or a female spirit within the building um, to what we asked and what we was doing there in the first place on the investigation. Credible, very credible. Um, and so it did go into the final episode one edit of Manchester Arms. And to this day, I think it's a, a perfect capture. Um, the whole bar in general, I believe, was was great. Um, of course, we're going to investigate the bar area. It is a pub at the end of the day. Bearing in mind, this pub did have over 300 years of history, so it's gone through both the wars. It's gone through the booming um, fish dock trade that was very well known in Hull um, and one of the biggest in the country at the time when it was operational, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. So women, men, prostitution, um, illegal tobacco, illegal alcohol, anything illegal really. Yeah. Yeah, Probably went through. Yeah, yeah, tunnels all underneath Hull so, and they do connect to this, uh, this pub in question. Um, and pretty much, yeah, so it's got a lot of history. Um, a lot of people have come through the door, uh, the four walls of this building have been and, and lasted all these years. So we knew there was gonna be history with it. Um, so just investigating here was an absolute pleasure in itself. Um, but going back to the investigation, I mean, we'd only been there a couple of hours and when it came to edit it, I was getting these voices straight away. So it kind of showed it was very active. Um, another thing actually I need to add, the um, the Necrophonic app actually picked up when I asked the question. I said, um, how many spirits are in this building that do um, reside here? And I'm, oh yeah, it did actually, yeah. I said 12, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did, yeah, 12. Um, the thing that's really substantial about this is that a few of these replies on the necrophonic were male. Yeah. And I couldn't get my head around it. Um, James did say something along the lines of that um, he believed another woman called Chrissy, mm. used to be an yeah, ex-landlord yeah, ex lady that used to run the pub back in the day. I don't think he knew the year or anything, but she did apparently run the pub. And I'm sure, I might be wrong on this, but I remember James saying something that she had a partner who passed away as well. So that might be the male voice we kept picking up during this full investigation. Mm. Again, this guy, he was very abrupt in what he said, um, very um, stern. <laughs> if we didn't hear his response in real time, he would tell us and say, 
that EVP that we got. Yeah. Did you hear me? Yeah. Um, or are you listening or something like that? So he was very stern in his, uh, his reactions. Um, but this guy, he never told us his name. He never told us why he still resides in this pub uh, and what he's doing there. But it did come through during the full investigation in my eyes after I edited it that he's there to protect the female spirits that reside there. Because uh, as it went on later in the investigation, the EVPs that came through pretty much actually confirmed that, that this guy was here to protect the building uh, and protect the females that do reside in there. Which is fantastic when you add it all together. It's, it's, it's really good. Um, and, I, and I fully enjoyed it. I fully enjoyed the, the pickups that we got on um, episode one. It wasn't just the EVPs that were picked upon. Um, we did get a few orb movements, a few bangs now and then. Um, the voices that we was getting through, the tech that we were using, was pretty much substantial to the questions that we was asking. So it was intelligent responses, which, uh, again, were brilliant to actually have on, on the night. Um, and I think, if I remember rightly, when we did finally get to Bell's Corner, um, we was getting cold spots. Um, James was sat there. Bearing in mind, we left both fires running in both rooms because we needed some low-level light to make sure that we could see where we was walking. So we want a trip hazard anywhere. Uh, and we was getting cold spots. Um, at one time, I asked for any kind of spirit, whether it's Beryl or the male or the other female, to, to sit between both James and Bet and the corner, Beryl's corner. And at that time, we caught on the actual camera a little orb um, right above the head and come right between them both. Now, people would say straight away, dust. Yes, you're going to get it. You get it all the time. But during the full investigation, I hardly picked up any dust whatsoever on any part of the recording. And to ask that relevant question, can you sit between Brett and Mark, uh, Brett and, Brett and uh, James, sorry, uh, and you, you see it visually, um, kind of <laughs> makes it more substantial. Is that the point where we felt that cold? draft as well yeah just know, saying yeah. yeah just on that on the on the cold draft part i mean i said for um barrel or any spirit to come between you both and we caught the orb above yeah. the head but we didn't get no dust at all no, during no, the no. full the like full say, thing when you get the dust or when you do get dust particles it's when you've been moving about mm. prior to this we were sat there for a good 20 25 minutes yeah. not moving one bit and you was at the other side of the room yeah you know, looking on the sls at us both. and the thing with dust as well um we always found which is more substantial to know when you're coming to editing. Dust, um, personally, uh, doesn't have a flight pattern. No, no. It moves in any direction it wants, so it's all over the place. Uh, whereas when you do catch a, an orb or a ball of energy, it will have a flight pattern. It tends to flicker as well, doesn't it? Yeah, as a little glow, and if you're really, really good, it can have a shape to it if you capture a really good one. On a few of the episodes we've done, I have we have cop captured a fair few orbs in our time. Remember that orb? What was coming out the wooden door? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Just real, it was real weird. One, one a long ball. shape. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. It had a shape to it. Yeah. It had a, a flight pattern. Decent one we caught. Orb we caught. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, we always pay attention to things like that on our footage as well. It's not just the voices we pick up; it has to be visual. So whether it's bangs, knocks. Like um, say, we do we do know when it's dust though, so we won't put it in the cup. Yeah. Like oh god, no, won't go anywhere near it. Um, and or even if we're unsure, we'll like right, we'll leave it out. And then with the dust, you'll find one, more than one. Yeah. What we just want, there'll be a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, you, you can just cancel out of any edit. Whereas this one on this particular episode one, it was clear one orb and nothing around it, and it's even between. James and Brett, mm. what more can oh, you want? Yeah. What more can you want? So as soon as I saw that, it had to go into that edit. But then you guys who watch the actual uh, the episodes themselves, you can decipher what you want to believe. I say it's your own opinion. Yeah, you know, this, we're just explaining what we've what we've seen and we've captured and what we believe. We is, thought, yeah, you know, what we thought. Mm. Um, but again, 
everyone's got their own opinions and we're hoping you know if you're a skeptic and you, you do look at it and you're like oh actually everyone's a skeptic we yeah, was a skeptic yeah. one yeah. once upon a day but i always said to people when they, they question me about it which i get daily believe me i do um why do you do it what do you achieve from it um i don't believe this that the other I'm not here to make. We're not here to make everyone believe. It's a it's a task that we'll never we'll never win. No. All we do is we do something that we thoroughly enjoy. We go out there. Yeah, it's for us mainly. Isn't yeah, it? oh god, it's, yeah. It's, our, it's like I say, it's the experience. Mm. We want those experiences. What we've seen on TV. We go and find it. We want those experiences. Exactly, because we're experiencing ourselves and we're going out there on our own accord to these locations and actually going for that main reason of a paranormal investigation. We have that the insight straight away because we're going through it. The people that have all these opinions about life after death, what happens, this, that, they don't believe, whatever, that's up to them. But they've never actually gone to a location, actually um, gone there for that main reason of an investigation. So personally, their argument of not believing, yes, I believe that's fine, but I also believe that if they've never gone out there to find it themselves, yeah. then what's the point thinking the way they it's do? E- it's easy to say straight away that they don't believe. Yeah. Then they can say that they do believe you know, yeah oh god yeah but like I say anybody can say right, I don't believe but then it's it's because I've not had the experience or any you know not gone out there and believe yeah you know? and 9 times out of 10 honest hand on heart a lot of these people if they do go on investigation will change their idea completely yeah. regarding the paranormal I mean I still have questions now and I will do to this day what happens to your your body when you die of course the main one but what happens to the energy and the spirit that resides in your body does it just disappear yeah, everyone's got a soul. Yeah, so it's what, what happens to that soul? You know, it, a lot of people. No one's got the answers to no, it. No, no, they, no they, answer it. I believe there'll never be a clear answer and a clear bit of proof of life after death. There's always going to be that grey area. No, yeah, There's always a grey area yeah, yeah. side of it. Um, I mean, I believe personally that when you love something and adore something in real life, whether that's a, a location of a pub, uh, a destination, or even uh, an item that you yeah. own. A lot of people, when they do pass over, because they've got such a love for that that thing, that one thing, they'll never leave it. They reside into that that item or that location. And I do believe a lot of spiritual activity resides in locations because it's the last thing they remember and cherish and love. And another thing, say, say for instance, if they reside into an item, for instance, say like a doll or a book or a a picture, Mm. say if then somebody later in the line buys that picture, book or doll, Mm. they take it back to their property. If that spirit who's residing in that item doesn't like the way it's being used or where it's being put, that's when they'll probably start to experience some sort of paranormal stuff. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with that. Really do. Because they, they don't feel comfortable. Or yeah. It's been, like, say, if it, for, for instance, if it's a doll, if it's been misused or, you know, like a child's got it and it's banging its head or whatever. Yeah. Or they're just, yeah, or damaging like it. They're used to. Mm. You know? And I think that's when, that's when you'll get. Paranormal. It's like um, Zach Bergens. He's got the one of the most haunted doll, if not the most haunted doll in the world, hasn't he? Oh, that is museum. In his museum. Um, personally, it's one of my favourite things to want to go mm-hmm. there and actually view that myself personally. But he's, I mean, he's a, a guy prolific for buying um, items of um, of worth of paranormal yeah, he's worth. Quite a lot now, oh, in yeah, God. I mean, it's that good. They've made a documentary on Discovery <laughs> of it. Yeah. Oh, no. He's, I mean, personally, it's another story, inspirations to us. And personally, Ghost Adventures has always been my inspiration. Yeah. From series two, when they caught that flying brick and that flying oh bit God. of wood. Yeah, what on, made them to what they are now today. What was that hotel called? Uh, they got, um, it's, Goldfield. 
Go, I asked it, Golf Hill Hotel. Yeah, yeah that's so it. They went back re- recently, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It wasn't the same, was it? No, it wasn't the same. That episode made them. Yeah, but back in the back when they did that episode, though, the footage was so good. Wow. At the time then, it was literally just three of them with their own cameras, pretty much what we do now. Yeah. Whereas now when you watch them, they've got like a... Everything. Behind yeah. Cameras, and it's not... You know, it's, it's good to watch, but it's not as good as it used to be. It's definitely not staged, but the know personally that Discovery have put a lot of money into them. Yeah. They need some kind of evidence per episode to make it substantial to yeah. keep putting money into it. So we know how it works, that kind of thing. But that what that's what puts people like me and Brett and HDC After Dark in the forefront. Um, and other paranormal groups. You know, yeah. All, oh, all God, yeah. We're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to find those same answers. And I know Discovery are actually approaching teams like ourselves and other paranormal teams to um, send them our footage to them actually put it in episodes and stuff mm. like that because us investigating out there is just as important as for example uh, Ghost Adventures doing it and sometimes our evidence we capture is probably a lot more substantial than what Ghost Adventures capture yeah. and I think Discovery have captured that and they? they've realised that there is a there was a market out there and there was also oh, yeah. an, an interest in, um, in what we're doing me and you personally but, but oh, yeah that's my inspiration Ghost Adventures um, the characters of them all um, stuff like that. I've watched them for years. Um, like you saying, what people ask you with the same question all the time. Yeah. People ask me, me at work all the time. Yeah. Have you seen a ghost yet? I was like, oh, no. I've seen a shadow figure. I was oh, like, well, why? I was like, well, it's not about always seeing. It's about the evidence you capture, like EVPs. I said, EVPs are more substantial. Yeah, more substantial. I said, and your feelings as well. I always what say, you so feel. when have you seen like ghost adventures and like capture a ghost on camera? So you do that and you've got a footage. That's it. You. People want want you all the time, wouldn't they? You know. They have captured a few things. I think there's one location which always stands out. To no, this... but I think what they're asking is like physically, just like say stood there. Oh, like, well, no, it doesn't happen. Like you're never going to have a spirit where you can play checkers with. No, you know no. what I mean. You're not going to have a good conversation. So what are you like, eating tonight? Yeah. You know what I mean. You have another, a meal with your wife. Yeah. It's you're never going to be like that. But the um, the the evidence that you capture regarding voices or shadow figures um, I mean I think Ghost Adventures did pick up one shadow figure in a loft one time I think if I remember rightly it walked across the door had a torso a head and had a hat on had a hat yeah and I'm sure it was some kind of cowboy thing but it was perfectly yeah. caught but if you notice as well when they do capture things like that they've had to zoom in that much it makes it pixelated a yeah. bit because it's they slow it down frame for frame yeah. mm. I've, I've seen a shadow figure at one location um, that, that I did myself with another uh, investigator, Michelle, and that was the first time I'd seen one, and I've never, ever been so scared in my life. <laughs> I think my heart started beating 150 beats more than what it should be. The adrenaline kicked in. Um, I caught it out my, is it, how do you say, visual vision? Peripheral. That's the word, yeah, yeah, that's the word. I caught it, and then as soon as I latched onto it with my own eyes, then I realised what I was looking at, and I jumped back. Um, did you th- when you first saw that, did you, did you think... Straight away after that, you think, is it my man playing? No, I knew what I'd seen. Yeah, I knew what I'd seen because the thing moved from left to right and then as soon as it moved and I'd realised what my eyes had caught and I crapped myself. And it just went back to... But that's where the apps came in. We had the um, necrophonic in the background leaning on the bed and that Mm. said, said, did you see me? Uh, Yeah, and then the EVP recorder said exactly the same thing. Did you see me? Um, And it, it was probably one of the most scariest yet Really enjoyable experience yeah, I've ever had. The experience you wanted, so but yeah. co- the thing that we caught on the camera was what I was referring, what we was referring to not long ago was the balls of energy that came from it. Yeah. So when I seen that, it's some of those clips on our intro, isn't they? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on the intro. So one ball went out the door and had a flight pattern, 
So he wasn't dust. It literally had a flight pattern. It scarpered and it went straight ahead and then did a right good um, turn and it to the left mm. straight out of the door. Yeah. And then the other one went right behind us to an ensuite bathroom that was behind us um, and they're both pretty much scarpered. It just made it more substantial what I saw with my own eyes and then what was captured via the video. So we might see yeah, us. Pieced it together. First yeah. Time. I saw the shadow figure with my own eyes which scared the living daylights out of me but I will never change to this day. And on camera, um, it caught it, but it caught it in the form of an energy ball because the camera just wasn't strong enough to pick that shadow figure up at that present time. Mm. Um, a spirit, I believe, can make you want... A spirit, I think, can make you see what it wants you to see. Oh, yeah, they're in control. Yeah, they're in control. If they want to show themselves on film, by God, they will. They will yeah, yeah. But if they want to show yourself just to your eyes uh, and not nothing else, they can also do that. I think they like, them, they like to play games more, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll focus on one person. Yeah. And then they'll mess with that pair. Like, say, that shadow figure probably wanted you no, to see them. Yeah, and, and the other two didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other two didn't see it. Uh, they didn't uh, didn't hear it or anything like that because at that present time, we got a class A EVP from mm. a woman. When I asked the question, uh, do you still sit and reside in this place to protect it? That was amazing, that uh, Oh, fantastic. Another bit of good evidence we'll call. The uh, necrophonic said, uh, don't do it. Or no, don't say it. Yeah, but then the it. voice don't on the EVP came out with an old woman and she sounded like she had no teeth, bless her. A very old woman. She had vocal tones a lot and she said, I tried. No, what was it? I tried to? Or something? Was it I tried to? Yeah, I tried to, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. I, I tried along to. Lines, yeah. yeah, along those lines. Um, um, I tried to to protect it, um, but we had a male spirit behind him, which I think was a husband at the time, or uh, I don't, I'm not too sure, saying "Don't say it." So they want they control what they want and what they don't want to show, um, and that's just the way about the paranormal is, and it probably will be all the time. So each investigation is always different. Something's always going to be different, but that's what makes it more exciting, I believe. Uh, Manchester Arms was another location where voices were were very much highly at the place they wanted to communicate and they did it with their own voice unfortunately yes we couldn't hear it in real time but by god the edit picked it up and it just made for a very entertaining uh two-part episode i believe don't you yeah oh, definitely yeah and then uh it just makes it more enjoyable um yes we didn't actually see um a physical uh spirit of the woman or the man in question um bear in mind i did thought i'd see a shadow i did thought i saw a shadow figure once there walking past the because these bar things where the pumps are, they was lit up, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're like a... They had a little sign on them, yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing that getting blocked out, but from the corner of my eye, but I never mentioned it because I, I thought it was my eyes playing tricks. It was a dark location. Um, but I think Manchester Rams in general, all the voices picked up. Um, the noises that we heard, um, Brett Solo in the cellar, fantastic. I didn't, I didn't mind doing the solo in the cellar because I, James <laughs> said that the light doesn't turn off, so I, I thought that was fine. Then again, like I say, when I was in the cellar though, and my camera was still recording, yeah, that voice. Dave of... had made me jump by throwing something down. Dropping. Um, so I jumped at least twice down there because the hatch fell down as well, which you see on the episode part two. <laughs> um, but in that instance, I think when I first jump, we get a EVP saying "All blessing." Off yeah, a off a female. And yeah, that was, that was when Dave and James had gone out of the building. I was in the cellar on my own, and there's and no my one upstairs. Was in the back room, facing the bar. Yeah. And again, you know, substantial. Amazing, it? Yeah. And at that time, I actually, um, when I heard that in real time, I actually checked at what Bet was doing in the in the cell at that present time. And believe it or not, he he was, um, I think he was spinning around with the EV, EMF, EMF in your yeah, hand, yeah. yeah. So 
Um, it was cold down there, freezing. <laughs> you could see you shivering on it. Yeah. You were shivering like crazy. I saw a polar bear, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, it was funny to watch. But to get that response upstairs from, I believe, Beryl or Chrissy or another female. No one was in the building apart nah. from me in the cellar. It was outside, it was two and the at the front. Was down, and it was, yeah. it was clear, a, a female voice. It's weird, though, how they can see what you're doing in that room, yet still talk to a, uh, a camera like mm. 500 yards away. So, again, we're still learning on that front. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But, yeah, to hear it and say, oh, bless him. And had a bit of vocal tone. It was wasn't the best of EVPs. Uh, definitely a class scene below, but you can, can just out, you can make it out. Yeah. yeah. So I had to stay in there because it was it was substantial. That Brett was down there by himself, and he um, didn't really want to be down there uh, personally. Which you're gonna give him his dose. It's fair enough. Um, but to get that that voice at that present time, it, it was substantial enough to leave it in the final cut. Um, and I do believe um, that that Manchester Rams definitely is haunted. Yeah. There's definitely something well, there. When you um, when you and James come back in and you started clearing away the, the chairs, oh the chairs, the yeah. Room, I come out with cellar, um, and when you was picking up, there's a, there was a stool what's been at the corner of the bar all night. Mm. And when you pick that stool up, as you pick it up, you see an orb go straight up in the air and then go right to the left. As yeah, if someone's been sat there. Waiting at the bar. Oh, we've made someone move out the way. Yeah, and they've, you've put the stool up and they've gone. Yeah. And it, oh, it, it was amazing. It's like a killer. The only thing that's a killer about them is because you, your eyesight's not necessarily adjusted because it's pitch black mm. and you don't see it. It's just a killer when you don't see it with your own eyes. No, no. But yet the video camera picks it yeah. up, clears there. People always ask why do we go night vision because night vision's got a different time, ty- uh, type of spectrum of light that it picks up orbs left, right, and centre. It's not that as well. It's like people said to me, why, why do you have, why do you investigate on the night? Yeah. And not a daytime because you've got light issues. You've got like shadows coming from like the sun or even on your cameras. Traffic. Reflections traffic so, as well, outside. And when, it, when you're in noise. that room, you've got nothing to interfere with that. And plus your heartbeat is a bit more than normal. Yeah. So a spirit will, would necessarily feed its energy from yourself as a person. So if mm. you're that bit more on, to, on, on edge, bit more nerve-wracking a, a spirit can feed off that as well and when you've got pure daylight and um i don't know bbc one news playing in the background it's not, it's not the no, same no, is it no. but when you turn the lights off and it's a dark location and you're only just seeing where you're walking um nine times out of ten a spirit would probably want to make themselves known while it's dark because they might think personally that they will, will they'll never be seen um they, they they won't know what our technology is like because they might have passed like 100 years previous so technology as it is now Yes, we can see in the dark, but a spirit might not know that. It no, might no. show itself thinking, oh, I'll never be seen, but it actually has been caught. Mm. And it's happened in investigations we've been at where... I mean, we'll do some... We'll do, if people want us to, we'll do some daytime investigations, you know? It's yeah. I mean... different for us, work. I've seen them before online. They've yeah. done them on day, and they've still got just as much evidence during the day um, yeah, than they have on the night. EVPs and that, it? Yeah. yeah. So we're all about EVPs and that, we so... At the moment in time, I think EVPs are a, a cherished thing of HGC. Yeah. Um, it's... You're hearing a clear voice uh, of an entity or something or someone that's passed a lot of years before. Just asked. Yeah, it's, intelligent it's, response. Yeah. So I think I think they excuse me, they will never be dropped. Um, I, nine times out of ten, some of these spirits might not be as strong as what people might believe, and their only way might be communicating through a voice recorder that can pick up the very low tones of the voice spectrum, um, and they might not necessarily be able to make a REM pod go off or. Um, a music box go off or something I don't know uh, and they might just be able to speak like that and I think this location might have been one of them because the yeah. REM pod never went off they didn't, they didn't know the music box did but I believe the music box is that good the sense on it will pick up um, a spirit walking past and it went off intellectually on our 
questions in yeah, our did, responses. Yeah. Went on queue up three times. Big, yeah. big time. And I think that alone is worth its weight in gold. So that, that finished in the final episode as well. That was the final cut. Um, but the voices, there was loads. There was loads. And they all had vocal tone. They, some of them even had the echo. Um, and more importantly, they replied to what we asked or they was asking us to do something, uh, like go back to the bar. Um, I read one male come through saying... Um, I think Bella came through first because I said, "Are you lonely?" And she came mm. through saying, "Yeah." Yeah. So we heard that, and then of course straight after that, a male came through and said, "Hair room." So telling us yeah, that, that it's Beryl's yeah. room, which yeah. we was in hair room. So again, intellectual, intellectual, sorry, response. So again, things like that just make it more believable as a location that this place is definitely haunted and there's something going on here. It wasn't a, a malevolent, horrible place to be, was it? No, no. I think the spirits made themselves known, but they never made us feel threatened or anything. Um, and I think some of the EVPs does co co coincide with that, but I just can't wait to get back knowing the information we got. It's like any location we go to, the the spirits need time to get used to us. So I think when we do revisit Manchester Arms, it's going to be a whole lot better. Oh, big time! They'll know us. Um, we can, you know, they know what we're about. They know we're not not there to harm them. Yeah. And we can take the voices that were captured, we can actually take it back to the place and play in real time so yeah. they can hear their own voice. So they'll know that they have been heard, which might increase activity for mm -hmm. the second visit. Yeah. But we've sought out with Tina, we've sought out with James, the manager, and Tina, the owner, sorry. They've already accepted, yeah, get back. We want more questions because there's a lot of questions asked about this pub. Um, this, I mean, we had one reply saying there was 12. So there's other spirits that do reside in the place but don't necessarily show themselves that yeah, night not come forward, not come forward yeah. at all so there's, there's, there's a lot more that this little pub can offer and with the amount of history that it had within its walls we would be foolish wouldn't we not to go back no, definitely. definitely foolish but yeah manchester rams i do believe um it's a worthy episode um a very enjoyable one to edit and an even better one to do and um, to actually investigate this little pub and like i say we will go back uh, and do it again with the information we've got um, I do believe that the second visit will be more. It's just there's going to be more on offer. I think the spirits they should remember us first yeah, of all. Yeah, um, and I think, I think, um, I think there's going to be something else that will happen there. Whether we get might see something, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing with the paranormal. Yeah. We just don't know. Um, but like you say you've got to go with an open mind. And you you do. Even though we've got all the of the information from the first visit, mm. we still need to go in there with an open mind and just use the information we've got yeah, to our advantage definitely and, I, and I'm looking forward to it that's it's pretty much in the workings in the making sorry uh, and uh, we will get that done probably in the next few months um, and get it all recorded and edited and bang it onto the channel um, pretty much that leads us pretty much to the end of episode one I really hope that people listening have enjoyed it it is new to us. Yeah, been nice to us because it's our first one. <laughs> it's our first one, so you have a bit of nerves and a bit of um, undecisive thing going on in your head. But I, I mean, I hope you've enjoyed it. I really do. Please go to our um, our actual um, channel, HGC After Dark. HGC stands for Hull Ghost Crew. Even though we don't always investigate Hull. No, no. South Side areas well, mainly. Where the known paranormal yeah, Hull. Where we, where we started first. So it'd be stupid for us not to put it in our main title. So definitely go and check out our episodes. See what you think. If there's something that stands out, put a question on it. Um, if you're unsure about something, yeah. just ask us and we'll, you know. Definitely. We're... Nine times out of ten, if anyone does um, put a chat on one of our videos, I will reply or Bet will reply. I always appreciate feedback as well. And it you know, helps us improve. If something's wrong in the episode or mm. something's not, 
right or you know anything just because then that way us going forward we learn more definitely and it only gets better and better yeah definitely um and paying attention to the people that were actually providing this content for would be again foolish not to do that so check out our channel see what you think we are on all socials tiktok um, instagram and facebook um is there any ones that i've not mentioned no, space, uh, no, socials no. so all them um, just put hgc after dark um again Give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, anything of the sort, every little helps. Just show your support, that's yeah. what we're asking. Yeah, support is great because what we do, is, it is hard work. We yeah. enjoy it, but it is hard work. Um, and again, little things like that from yourselves, it goes a hell of a long way. Um, episode two will be uploaded. We're going to try and upload probably every two weeks, aren't we? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And depending on... We might do like a little bonus feature or something. Yeah, if we, definitely. If we get time to do like six, we'll both work full time. It's trying to... Mixing the investigations, we're also doing the podcasting, also doing the editing, we're doing mm. the information, we've just captured an investigation. So <laughs> Take a breath. A, oh no, there's, there's a lot what goes into this. It's it not, does, you know, it does. But we are going to keep on top of it. Um, I personally want it to be weekly, um, but if it has to be every two weeks, so be it. It'll be every two weeks, but we'll make sure personally at the episode that... Well, we're when not going to put a schedule in place just yet. I no. Say. It could be weekly, it could be two weeks, so it, you know, it's just one of them at the minute. But there will be uploads. Because it's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause it's new. Primarily when we do upload, it'll be based on our previous episode. So like, for example, this episode one is based on our previous episode, which is Manchester Arms. Um, and we've had a bit of a talk about that, which you've all listened to at the moment. Um, episode two will be based on our next investigation. And by God, have we got some investigations coming up. Mm. So it will be based on that. But like I said at the start of the podcast, my email address is in the description of it. Um, send us your stories, your thoughts, your... Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, if you've got any paranormal stories or experiences, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll read them out on the show. We'll read them out on the show. Put your Make sure you put your name and where you're from, and then we'll definitely read them out. Um, I'm interested in what other people go through, just like Brett. Um, and basically anything that you may have gone through yourself or you know if someone's gone through, send it to us. It should be, and we'll try and get it in the next up-and-coming episodes. Um, so that's another thing we will be looking at. Um, and also stories regarding the paranormal in general. We will be researching them like we do daily. Um, and, of course, that will be coming up in, in future episodes. But more importantly, just like and subscribe and follow the, our, our uh, Spotify and our Apple uh, podcast. Again, it means a lot. We're going to be slow for the next few episodes because we're still learning, but we will get there. Perseverance is always the key. Um, it's all new to us. Uh, but other than that, Thank you very much for listening. Please come back for episode two. And again, uh, we look forward to our investigations next and letting you guys know what we thought, what happened, and where we're going to go from here.